Hey, what's going on, Clipper Nation? It's me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am positive Chuck Mockler. We are Locked on Clippers, part of the Locked on NBA Network. Yes. Which is a rock auto podcast. Dang right it is. <laughs> Brought to you five days a week. Uh, we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. Man, how you feeling about this Clippers-Mavs matchup? I'm feeling, you know, tentatively really hyped up. Really good. trying to have those positive thoughts, you know. Good. Mavs are coming off a good win. Uh, so we're going to break break down what we need to do to win that one as well as what we don't want to do. Uh, there's a couple things we don't want to do. If we want to throw this one away. And then we <laughs> have some more presser vibes for you. Uh, after the loss, Zubas was asked some questions. It was it was good to it was good to get his kind of uh, his his opinion from the moment. Yeah, and it's, I think it's a mature move of him to be out there. I'm not sure if he asked or anything like that, but yeah, I like the move of him going out there and facing the press kind of day after everyone kind of digested what happened. Yeah, it was a little tough for Zoo on the uh, on the old social media front last night. Yes, it very much was. And then in shavings, we've got a bunch of random stuff that we can't wait to talk about with you. So all that and more coming up right about now. Yeah, so we're getting into this uh, Clips vs. Mavs preview. Um, there's no Trez, but there's also no Patrick Beverly being held out for calf soreness. Yep, yeah. Little concerning, I would say. I mean, it's definitely concerning. I, I think, like, obviously Pat has guarded Luka the most. You want some, You want a pretty strong on-ball defender uh, to have a, an opportunity to even slow him down. Uh, but I, I think where it hurts us even more is in terms of that second unit. Uh, just with Reggie not available in that lineup, it, it most likely means that we're going to have to see step-up play from Shamit. Uh, as well as you know, a solid scoring performance from Lou, and and maybe some some rotational minutes from one of the lower in the bench guys that we haven't really seen a whole lot of yet. It's definitely gonna be interesting. Also, make it interesting. The Nuggets got the win the day we're recording this on August fifth. So they're just a half game back of us. Yep, it's yeah. a two seed. I and mean, of course, that tiebreaker game will happen uh, second to last game. I think. Yeah, that I mean, it's seeming more and more like that's gonna be a, a huge, huge one. Yes. Uh, so what we need to do to win, I'm going to kick off with kind of a weird, I don't know if it's weird, but kind of an odd poll. One stat I don't think I've ever talked about before. I'd like to see 80-plus field goal attempts from the Clippers. Interesting. Um, I say this because in our two losses, we're averaging, uh, and this is just bubble, um, these are bubble numbers. So in our two losses, we're averaging 79.5 field goal attempts. Mm-hmm. And in the win, which was a blowout to be fair, we put up 87 shots. But our pace is at around... What, like 100 something? Like 102, something yeah, like, like that? Yeah, like 102. So there's, we can get up 80 plus shots easily with those numbers. Um, it also would mean that the ball is moving well, probably a good amount of threes. And to kind of go with this, I'd love to see Kawhi and PG just feast on the lack of wing defenders for the Mavs. So yeah. We're probably going to see some mid range numbers for Kawhi. But yeah, I want to see 80 plus field goals from play. I like that one. I mean, it also is uh, indicative that we're not turning the ball over a lot, that we're, that we're hanging on to it, uh, which is which will be crucial. So I, I want to see us kind of push the pace in this one in transition. Uh, as you said, like the Mavs like are, are not really a strong defensive team by any means. Uh, and we've managed to outscore them on the fast break by 7-10 to 10, like in each of the two outings that we've had thus far. Mm-hmm. But I like this because I feel like wearing them out with this sort of transition play is only going to bolster the effectiveness of our offense in the half court. Um, if you know we're running them up and down the court, uh, wearing them out, and they're already a defensively weak team, that, that's a tough game. 
Uh, that's a tough game to win. Yeah. And, and also, in terms of our guys, I'd just like to see us, you know, kind of getting back in shape. Uh, maybe just kind of putting the foot on the gas. Uh, and, I, and I don't know what the minutes totals will look like for everybody in this one, but it could be higher than we'd probably like for a, for a regular season game for Paul George and Kawhi. Yes, I think that's a safe assumption to make for sure. Um, I'd like to see us limit their three-point shooting in every way possible. Definitely. So they have some pretty, I don't know, odd numbers from three. Other than Trey Burke, who is shooting 60% from three in the last three games, he's shooting very well. No one for the Mavs is shooting well. Uh, Luca's at 16% in these last three games. Hardaway's at 32. Seth Curry's at 33. Dorian Finney-Smith, 26. Chris Stapp's 25. Chris Stapp takes almost seven threes a game. It's generally um, at least half of his field goal attempts. Yeah, so, and the issue with these is these are probably going to go up at some point. You know, these are like Shamit's numbers. These are like some of the numbers that we don't like on the Clippers. Like, it, and I just don't want it to be this game. I don't want these percentages to be, I don't want Chris Stapps to shoot like 37% against us or something in this game. We're going to talk about matchups. There might be a situation where that happens. So they've been taking around 43s a game in the bubble. I would love it if that number stays or is below 40 because it means the defense is doing well and they're just not getting chances to make those percentages any better. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, tying in that, it seems like the defensive strategy for our wings has really just been to remove any sort of scoring possibilities from Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, and Dorian Finney-Smith and just kind of, I mean, force Luka to do everything uh, and, and you know, force Chris Epps to take a lot of shots, which he hasn't really been able to do. So I, I think that we'll probably we'll, we'll probably see that, uh, which will definitely limit their three-point shooting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I think just going off defense, I'd like to see another strong performance on the defensive glass. Uh, in that in that loss, man, it sucks to say. Uh, in that lo loss to the Suns, uh, eight ha uh, Zoo had eight defensive boards, uh, seven, uh, seven from Kawhi, six from PG, and a few from Lou Williams, which you love to see. Yeah, he had like a he had six dimes back in. <laughs> yeah, it was really really. He was like a point away from having the six 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 stat line. If only. Uh, and you know, it's it's no secret the, what makes the Mavs work, what makes them a winning team. Is their offense uh, it, by removing as many of those second chance opportunities as possible? It's going to be very hard for them to win this game, especially if they're not shooting well. Um, it's just going to force Luca to do so much off the dribble, yeah, uh, and, and force their you know like poorly shooting uh, wings and and center, which I'm <laughs> quoting. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just going to force them to shoot a lot more. And overall, we've out rebounded them by seven to ten boards overall uh, in each of the two matchups. Yeah, let's hope that continues for sure. What we don't want to see, uh, for me, a big one, early foul trouble. We don't have Bev. Uh, I don't want to see a Doc in a position where he has to have some goofy rotations, like where we get some of those lineups where it's all bench guys and we're just like, how the hell did we get here? Oh, everyone has two fouls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. Um, it takes guys out of their game, like Kawhi getting early fouls. He can't impose his will on the game early, which would be an awesome thing to see in this game. It'd be great to see a wire-to-wire ultimate Kawhi game which is definitely possible like with their defenders pg he's gonna get his shots from outside i'm a little less worried about him but it would be awesome it would just be great to see a full yeah just you know tip to final whistle uh you know all Kawhi performance yeah definitely uh man after the, that son's loss i really hope that we don't 
managed to find a way to lose Luca. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there, no, were a bunch, there was a bunch of parts where in that game where Booker was getting some wide open looks uh, and he, you know, I mean, he's Booker. He's always going to be hot. Yeah. So Luca's role is more do- ball dominant than that. Uh, and he has been shooting pretty bad from three. Yes. Uh, I think he's at like 16% within the bubble, something yes. like that, which, <laughs> like you said, I mean, law of averages dictates at some point that's got to turn around. For sure. Uh, but, you know, let's just make sure that we're always staying in front of him. I'm going to be interested to see what kind of looks we throw at him. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Beverly has handled this assignment primarily. Uh, Mo Harkless did some heavy lifting in both of these games. R.I.P. Mo. <laughs> uh, and so I think another thing that's going to kind of be interesting is what type of minutes load are we looking at for Luca? He played 43 in that game. Yeah, he's averaging a lot of minutes. He's averaging around 41, you said, right? Yeah, 41.3, I think. So that means that we're probably going to have 10 minutes where Luca's on the floor with neither of our primary, um, you know, defensive all-star yeah. players on the floor. So I'm curious to see, as I alluded to earlier, like who breaks into that second unit kind of third guard in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodney Magruder has randomly enough played pretty decently against luca love it throw uh, him out there why not dude we're only talking about you know like he's 10, rested we're only talking about like 10 ish possessions per game in each of these two games but he did hold luca to under 33 percent field goal percentage in both of them well, I'm out of uh, that. so if one of those guys gets called up i don't know doc has still been loving coffee but i think magruder you know you, there is a bit of track history there yeah, okay. um, i'm on board with that and this is just a this is just an unrelated side note but okay, what do you got luca being listed as a forward for all nba <laughs> is so ridiculous <laughs> like i don't understand it at all uh he plays 79 percent of his minutes at point guard and the rest of his minutes at the two hey man uh, i gotta get them in however they can you know? <laughs> yeah it's it's very bizarre they and know my putting, height <laughs> if, if you're putting, I mean, if you're putting Luca over Kawhi at a forward position, you're absolutely insane. Couldn't agree more with that. If you're putting him over PG, even despite the amount of games, I still think you're insane. I I also can't at argue, the forward. At the forward, no, I agree 100. Um, preaching to the choir over here. Uh, some key matchups. I got a pretty big one. Landry versus himself. Love it. We're gonna see some extended Landry run in this game with the guard situation. Uh, it'd be phenomenal to see him hit three threes and play sound defense. That sounds doable. I'll cut it down. Half to, of it sounds doable. I'll cut it down to two and a half threes. Um, there's an encouraging clip posted by Jeff Siegel. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Of Landry recognizing the Suns were running a stack pick and roll and calling it out to the guys on the floor. That's something that needs to happen for him to have playoff minutes. And the effort has to be there, too, if the shots aren't going to go in. But I think this is a game we could see... Maybe he hits some threes. I think it can happen. I hope it happens. I hope it happens. We're going to need him to be good on the second. I I do think that, I mean, we've both been kind of hard on him. A lot of people have been kind of hard on him, but. Been playing well. I I think, yeah, but I'm hoping that he's finally getting into that conditioning shape that he wants to be in. For sure. Uh, He was pretty open, and and Zoo talked about it too, which we'll talk about in the next segment, but neither of those guys, due to contracting the virus, is is really at the full potential of their athletic ability that they thought they would be. For sure. Uh, another matchup in this one, like, what are we looking to see from from bench versus bench? Is it a push? Uh, Mavs are out. I mean, their their best bench player. That's Curry. The best Curry. And they might have to start JJ Brea, which is terrifying. I'm guessing they will. He's been started. I'm guessing they will. And obviously, we're missing Trez. And with no uh, with no Pat, we're going to see Reggie with the starters. So. 
yeah, that's gonna on be. Lou. <laughs> it, it's gonna be funky. It's it's definitely gonna be on Lou. Um, but yeah, I hope it's not a push. Uh, I have Zoo versus Kristaps. The Mavs have been starting Kristaps at center, so Zoo is at least gonna get some time as the main defender on Kristaps um, to open the game. Offensively, not worried about Zoo at all in this matchup. With like on defense, I think Kristaps can't stop. Zoo is too large. Uh, not a chance for Chris Depp's Just not a chance. Defensively, talked a little this a little bit earlier. I hope Zoo can stick with him when they inevitably draw him out to the perimeter. Um, that's all they're going to try to. That's do. all they're going to do. Uh, they're not going to try and get a switch because why would you switch onto Morris or something like that? Like Morris is slow, but not as slow as Zoo. No disrespect to Zoo. Um, so I think that's going to be a big matchup. What's your quick prediction for this game? Quick prediction. What do we got? I mean, we've so far won both these games. I think that trend continues. I'm thinking 115 to 110 clips. I like that. I think it's going to be a nail-biter again. I think it's going to be, yeah, like maybe like a three, five-point game. Don't know what the score is going to be. Could be goofy low. Could be goofy high. But I'm, I'm taking the clips in this one. We got this. We got the we got the back-to-back corner of the weekend. Going with it. Love it. You know? Love it. Uh, after this, we're going to be talking some press revives. But first... Have to give a shout out to RockAuto.com. Got it. Uh, they're a family business. Great Kanye West song. Uh, great thing to be. Uh, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. The fat. The RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver or classic daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Get locked on on their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right so we're back with some presser vibes thirsty yeah. thursday edition wow i love that you know despite being the wednesday presser what are you gonna do? <laughs> uh yeah we talked about this off top big zoo answered question yep which well, again, i love the it's a little inevitable i feel like after the look zoo, you gotta go explain yourself <laughs> go go tell the people what you did um so i mean the first question they got right into it they said yesterday what was the plan on the final play was it to not call a timeout? Can that serve as an experience now instead of it's in the playoffs? Uh, Zoo had a great uh, answer. He said the timeout before, we said we're not going to call a timeout. I rushed my decision. It was a learning experience for me. It's not going to happen. Love the answer. Yeah, I think that's re- I, I mean, I think that's reasonable. I, he just needed one second to collect, and I think that, that he ends up making that pass, obviously. Yeah. And then no call for a timeout. I think that makes sense, given that it was a tie game. And there were, you know, he had when he had the board. There was eleven seconds left. Yes, more than enough time to milk, get the ball down, milk the clock. I think. Yes. Um, but yeah, like you know, first question, he answered it well. Like, good to see. I hope it doesn't happen again. And that's the other thing. One thing I I've neglected to put in the game preview actually is I hope we see Zoo closing out the game defensively again. Because other than what happened in the very end of the Phoenix game, it was great to see Zoo out there in the end defensively. Like, yeah. it, it changes how the defense looks. Agreed. Agreed. Um, there's another question Zoo took about kind of just everyone going in and out. They said, with so many moving pieces, you coming in, Sham coming in, Lou getting back, Trez not there, Pat getting hurt. Wow, it's really a lot. I think I'm back. <laughs> uh, 
Um, how has the progress been for you guys? Has it been slow because of all that going on? Do you have yes. a great answer? Yeah, he goes, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Which is, yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's slower than we want it to. It's hard to get where we want as fast as we want with some guys just returning, some guys still missing, guys being in quarantine for a few days. Me and Sham not being in the shape that we're supposed to be because of the virus. You talked about this just before. Zoo looks pretty good for someone who went through the virus. I, I mean, I don't know if I agree with that, man. He played a bunch of. He's playing well. Uh, he played well in that last game. Uh, he has looked really. I mean, I mean, he's looked winded. He's looked like he's not in game conditioning shape, and I don't blame him for that. Uh, it's very difficult, and we still don't know the long term cardiovascular effects of contracting the virus. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean, his conditioning clearly isn't where it needs to be. Period. I mean, yeah, and but for a guy who has who had COVID, I mean, I'm saying I'm giving great. it, I'm giving him credit. I'm it's it's not great. I'm giving him backhand credit, I would say. Um, I've liked where his uh, his conditioning's at. The back to back is going to be a load of garbage. I like where it's at right now for someone who had COVID. What do you want it to be? Worse? With the asterisk for someone who had no, I want it to be better. That's, what I'm that's my entire argument. Um, the back to back is going to be brutal. Yes, like that. That's something I'm worried about. Like, Especially with our bench being so depleted at this point, I'm yeah. thinking we might not have Pat. Uh, we won't have for Pat. For one of the games, we're not gonna have Pat. For one of the games, we're not gonna have PG and Kawhi. You would assume. Man, maybe PG plays both. Yeah. Just because he's shooting so well, maybe they just be like, "Hey, just keep shooting. Don't, don't drive this one." You know, maybe against the Nets. I was gonna say one is against the Nets too, so it's kind of like, hey, they got the dub against the Bucks. I mean, very true. Without Giannis for it. Um, uh, Sue also explained the enough on the back of his jersey. Pretty much what you would expect. Pretty much kind of what you would expect. Uh, he said choosing enough. It's enough while it's happening in their community. It's time after so many years that everyone should get equal opportunity. And there shouldn't be one side getting more opportunities than the other. It's just everyone should be equal. It's enough of the killings that are happening, police brutality, and all that stuff. You know, the Zoo answer to yeah. a very big question. <laughs> Explain uh, the social justice thing, uh, person who is not, you know, from this country. Like, that's a difficult thing for a young guy like you Definitely. to expound on. I mean, yeah, yeah. When the beginning of the uh, interview is also like, hey, man, you really messed up. <laughs> Let's run through that one more time. He's also such a young guy. And, like, while he is, I, I mean, I commend him for being as open with the media as, as he always he's is. He's great with the media. He, he's, a, I mean, in normal times, he's available in the locker room basically every minute that he's in there. Yeah. Unless he's actively not wearing clothes <laughs> yeah exactly uh and doc came in with another great presser with another heater uh dude they gotta sell the hat too ha yeah had his vote cap People on want the hat and the same vote <laughs> basically he was asked though about donald trump saying that it was disgraceful that the nba players were kneeling and that he wasn't gonna watch and doc of course in typical doc fashion was like oh we lost one guy yeah so not that big of a deal uh, i don't know he, he also kind of went on to say that like uh I mean, it's far more disrespectful to encourage people to not vote or, yeah. you know, in any way take away people's diplomatic uh, privilege than it is uh, to kneel for an anthem. Yeah, it's just, again, I love the one-sided relationship of Doc Rivers shitting on Trump. Kind he of, gets asked about it. Whenever he gets, no, I know. It, it's not his fault. He's just like, I have to speak uh, about this because people keep asking me about it. Um, Doc got asked about the playoffs, too, and had Doc had a this was a great doc press. Yeah. Like, this was a good... That's that's part of me is why I'm like, things are going to be okay. Not that I've hit the panic button, but, like, when Doc is, like, 
roasting the president. He's in doc form. Yes. Um, he was asked about the, the playoffs. He said, they're just under two weeks away. What things do you think the team needs to shore up and improve before that time? And Doc, again, with another heater, all the players in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> pretty. I mean, once again, like kind of a Docism. Like he just wants all the players there. <laughs> yeah. He's just, I just want all our guys working on execution, trying to get our stuff together. We're here. We're almost all here. But that's the most important thing we all need is everybody in the gym. Seems fair. Couldn't agree more. Seems fair. It's going to be fantastic when that happens. Uh, whenever that is. Whenever that should be. Yes, whenever that should be. Also, I guess not a shout out to the people who've been DMing Trez, asking him when he's going to come back to play. Yeah, so funny that he had to come out and say, stop asking me when I'm going to play. The day after Lou and Oppressor said, I hope the fans realize what Trez is going through is really hard and yeah. they're not too hard and they're not like harping on him. That doesn't mean DM the guy asking when he's going to come play. Absolutely not. If you're listening and you did that, come on. Please come don't on. do that. You can do better. You can do better. Maybe, maybe DM him, hey, hope you're doing all right. You know, maybe not. When are you going to come play? Uh, all right. Just uh, coming up, we're going to be talking. KD made his finals pick. Uh, I have some things to say about virtual fans. And then we got some review shout out. All right. So we're back with shavings. And I mean, in the best move KD's made all season. I did a pretty couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, picked the Clippers over the Bucks in the finals, which he commented about the depth of the team. He thinks that once they figure it out, the talent is just too undeniable with PG and Kawhi, obviously. And then he also added that the whole team can play in a playoff game, which, I mean, if they all get there, maybe. Uh, yeah, and that's true. I think the phrase, I think once they figure it out, doing a lot of heavy lifting in this answer. Yes. Uh, that is the biggest, that's been the thing all year. We looked great right before the stoppage. Seemed like we had some things figured out. And then the stoppage happened. So it was like, great. And now we've had many stoppages building up to the play. A lot of roadblocks. Seaman, uh, shout out Brian Seaman, great announcer. Oh, he, he's uh, been doing fantastic. New voice job. of the Clippers. Uh, he had a heater the other day that was uh, just talking to all, all that's happened to the Clippers, all the roadblocks, and he says that they're a team that's gotten comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes, very true, because they've had to. Yeah. You know, they're just a kid from Chicago. Yeah, that's you know? all, you know. <laughs> no, I like that KD, uh, I mean, he's smart, and I'll tell you what, I don't know if I want to see Terrence Mann playing in any playoff. <laughs> I don't think that that's who he was speaking about. What if he was like, I'll tell you one thing, Terrence Mann's going to play big minutes in the playoffs. It's like, whoa, he just goes full Kendrick Perkins. He's just talking about 10 deep. He doesn't no, mean yeah. all 15 guys. Um, what Do you do you think our player rotation, it's going to have to be 10? I think because Not of some... Not necessarily. I just think because Trez is going to be ramping up, so there's going to be, like, I think Yo, Yo, we're going to see three centers. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, I don't know. We depends might. on the round, depends on the matchup. Yeah, but I, I think, the, I think that we'll keep it around. Well, it'll definitely be ten deep in that all ten guys will get some amount of minutes. Yeah, what, what those look like, I don't know. But A smattering at the end, I guess. Yes, it'd be foolish to not. I mean, if you have that kind of depth. Yeah, that's a good. Um, okay, where are you at on virtual fans? Oh, I, I mean, I, I hate it. It's. More unsettling than the baseball cutouts. Yes. my Everyone looks bad, and I don't mean that is in disrespect, but because not everyone's webcam is good, and because it's a camera filming a projection of a webcam at the game, it all looks bad. I agree, and my still my biggest gripe with it is, why are they putting them in digital seats? 
Yes. Like if it was just the blocks, if it was just the block of the person at their Pretty house. Pretty much style. Yeah, I think that's so much more interesting because you get a little background of who that person is. Too. And the blocks of seats are not, yeah, they're not fun to look at. They're not wow. theme colored sometimes. Sometimes they're empty, which is like, how is this even possible? The, I was watching broadcast the other day. There was like a dude ripping on his guitar. No one wants to see it. Come on. This, this, it's not about you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the video. Although saying, if you're a fan that does want it to be about you, it is totally about you. I'm, you know, I'm wrong. Uh, no, it's not. Like the digital thing just doesn't work. I like the idea. It's creepy my, too. My thing is, I like the idea. I think it's just funny how the cutouts. It's funnier if it wasn't. Here's the thing. I mean, like they're so limited in what they can do in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, what would be really cool, obviously, if people, you know, had been responsible and could now be in a vicinity of one oh, another. More, we're way past that. Uh, is if you had like a live webcam on on kind of like the Jurassic Park, you know, outside of Raptor yeah, Stadium. Yeah, like a watch party. Yeah, and you had That'd the camera cool. just on like the whole group of people. I think that would be really, really cool with them all, you know, live viewing the game and reacting. Yeah. But obviously that can't happen. Or just use the Space Jam crowd. Just superimpose the Space Jam crowd with the noise from it. And you just use the team chants, you know, because you have the team noise. Got a better idea. You got the two old guys from the Muppets, from the Muppets? just That's ripping cool. on everybody. Okay, I like that. Well, there's already Mark Jackson and Gundy. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Everyone's getting shot in the face. Um, all right, we got to give some review shout-outs. Yeah, thank you so much to everybody who's left a review. Uh, if you'd like to, it'd mean a lot to us. Yeah, first one, shout-out to Chris Wilde, or someone who uses the username Chris Wilde. I'm assuming it's the same Chris Wilde. Yeah. Has to be. Um, gave us five stars. You classy SOB. Yeah. You old classy SO. Chris Wilde's great. Clipcast is great. Yeah. Uh, shout out Dittman, Burbank, you know, Burbank Hank doing his thing. Um, Steven30G is a Celtics fan, but says he enjoys our podcast. You know what? You know what there's always time for? A clip flip? Clip flip. Fully come over, man. If you're listening to Locked On Clippers, we, the water's warm, you know? Yeah. We'd love it if, um, I mean, we'd love it if, if, if you don't end up making the finals, the Celtics, we'd love it. Come we'd on love over. it. Yeah, we'd love it if you hopped on board. Yeah, hop on board. Um, and then uh, username H E R E R D one. Not sure how to pronounce it. Didn't really want to try. Um, it's from Texas. Says the pod makes them feel closer to the clips than when they were here. Appreciate it. Really appreciate it. We love bringing this content to everybody five yeah. days a week. It's each podcast is literally the highlight of my day to record. So uh, it's a good time. We, yeah. it, we like that you guys are listening. And the so. reviews the reviews help us so much just get you know more listeners, which the whole goal is to get people clips news. There's not a lot of clips news out there. It's true. Um, not enough, if you ask me. Not enough. Could always be more. Yes. Check out Clipcast also if you'd like uh, another Clippers podcast. There's a couple of them. Uh, anything else in shavings we got in this drawer rattling around? Nah, we're about, about out of time. Out of time. All right, so Friday's episode... Double game preview. We got a double game preview of the back out against Portland and the Nets. We're going to have a hopeful victory recap. Yeah. Against the Mavs. And, of course, whatever else happens to you now and then in Clipperland. Well, where could these people find us in review? I mean, as we said, uh, go ahead and subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. That's podcast app on your phone. Yep. Which uh, is a little confusing, but, you know. It, uh, hey, that's the, Apple. The baby. listeners are smart, so I trust that they're, yeah. they're going to get it. Definitely. Uh, also, tell your friends. If you have any Clipper fans, friends that are maybe looking for a podcast, check us out. We're also on Spotify, Deezer, and you can tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers for your listening convenience. Right in your ears. Uh, yeah, we uh, thank you all so much. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.